Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I'm doing an early morning podcast. This is one pre-salad. You're just going to have to take my word for it. Uh, I just said to Casey, imagine the difference. Imagine the difference this would have been had I uh, decided to name it Drinking Coffee. And I remember the impetus too, like we were doing a uh, New Year's resolution weight loss thing and I was like, oh, it'd be funny to just record my salads every day. And that uh, was almost like a Faustian deal. Like it got taken so super literally that at first it was like sitting here recording every bite of a salad, doing a kind of ASMR thing. And I think that was going its own way in and of its own. And that would have gone and branched into its whole other ASMR thing. We were just watching a few nights ago, maybe it was in the tub, maybe it was in the sauna, uh, I feel like it would have been in the sauna because we couldn't, we didn't fast forward through it as much as it maybe deserved to, but exactly that maybe is why it might have been in the tub. I, I don't know. Uh, where it was this Asian girl going around, God, I can't even remember where. You probably do. Do you remember where? And it was just kind of asmr like the last part of it, oh, she was on a train. It was a, uh, I, I think it was a girl. No, it was a boy. But it was the text made me feel like it was a girl. And it was a guy going on a vending machine train for $36. That would pull it up on YouTube. And uh, it just got to the end where he would, everything he, he said, no, there was no dialogue. Everything he said was through subtitles. But there was pretty decent ambient sound recording and maybe music he put over it. And uh, I don't know, I, I kind of admire that form of content production where you just keep your voice out of it because just holding up a little GoPro style camera to take video and not speaking to the camera is 60% easier than recording audio, I think. Anyway. Um, so yeah, thinking about it later. But it got to the ASMR at the end, and I was over it. I was over it. And that's kind of the way the, the eating salad stuff had gone. So anyway, I was just saying, I'm drinking coffee. It's the morning. And I thought, you know, I, I want to recap. But while it's still kind of fresh on my mind, this situation with Tesla and what happened last night. We recently, I, I recently told someone off kind of about this king of the nerds with Linus Tech Tips, how he's the king of the nerds. And it was this guy like go, basically saying, oh, these people are free to work at Linus Tech Tips and they complain about the workload. Well, that's everyone. Everyone has a workload, you know, you, that kind of thing. And then people were arguing about workers' rights and crunch time, etc. And it's like, well, no, I think an important difference in our culture nowadays is that there are these extra corporate situations where the people are secretly crunched against the rules. The corporation should be partially binding in a way that makes it so that people can't be used like slaves. That should be part of how the corporation is structured. But actually, you know, people log off and do unrecorded overtime, um, that kind of stuff, right? They're... The performance reviews 
are set up not taking account for undocumented overtime, which leads to people like competing with people who are cheating in air quotes, you know. And yeah, everyone has the right to leave. Everyone deals with some pressure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, specifically with places like Tesla, um, fandoms, places like Linus Tech Tips, they have this never-ending sea, a World War Z sea of zombies begging to work for the king of the nerds. And then when you get your foot through the door at a place with a 0.01% application acceptance rate or whatever, how could you ever leave, you know? It's got to be pretty serious before you leave. You've been let into, uh, what did they call it? Not Babylon. That's going to drive me crazy. Like JFK. Camelot. Camelot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which I know isn't a JFK reference. It's a King Arthur reference, but you know what I mean. So that's the king of the nerds, that they get this warped, narcissistic view of themselves because they're successful for being nerdy. We've talked about it on here recently. Well, that's relevant, again, because of this Elon Musk stuff. He tweeted yesterday or the day before that he was going to do a live stream of him driving around on the yet to be released beta version of the full self-driving software so the beta testers which is anyone who pays for it now can be can opt in to be a beta tester they're driving 11 version 11.4 or version 11. maybe five somewhere in that range but they're driving version 11. Elon has for some quite some time now been driving version 12 on his you know future car that he's got right from the Tesla Teat. He's driving, you know, the souped up next level version. There was recently, for instance, someone found air quotes Elon mode. That's what the media dubbed it or the hacker who found it nicknamed it. It's um, not really called Elon mode, but it's one where it does not bother you. Um, it does not bother you and nag you. So, anyway, he said he was going to show this new one off. And then the clock kept ticking. He never, he never actually did. hours went by and there was this uh, he actually did I don't I said that misleading but it just hours went by and there was this other group call of like Tesla adjacent influencers who like review full self-driving and speculate on the stock etc and a guy that just sounds exactly like Elon Musk like an Elon Musk AI voice bot is what this guy sounds like and they had this group call going on with about 2,000 people in it waiting for Elon to start streaming like he said he would. And he kept direct messaging the one telling him, oh, I'm still in meetings. Oh, it'll be this long or that long. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, you get to the point where you're like, is this guy BSing? How could you tweet, oh, I'm going to do something tomorrow night to millions of people and then not? And, th- and a lot of people about Elon Musk are like, yeah, that's him. That's exactly what he does. He's a liar. He's a hype man. He's done that with so many things. And meanwhile, you're sitting there thinking, well, it could go the other way. He could, that could have been air quotes technically true. And he starts this stream and he's in a cyber truck. And if that's the case, I would like to know right away. Oh, he could drive to Mark Zuckerberg's house like he said he would last week. If that happens, I want to be watching it live. Uh, We brought up JFK. I was like saying to Casey, and he actually mentioned it on the stream. When it did happen, I was like, he could be JFK'd in this stream. He could be driving around Palo Alto, king of the nerds, and he can have the little Lucifer of the nerds T-bone him. And get out and dump a magazine through his window and, his, and kill everyone in the car. Like, that absolutely could happen if you drive around a town for 45 minutes. Live streaming. It hap- it, I mean, the, the not maybe the shooting Bonnie and Clyde style, but that kind of thing has happened before. People have been stream sniped. And he's, you know, the world's richest man or something. Anyway, a lot of excuses. That's why I bring up the King of the Nerds stuff. When he was not yet tuned in, these guys in the call were just like, oh, oh, Elon, oh, you know, gushing over him before he got there. And then he joined their call. And they got very, like, they all fell in line, you know what I mean? Very nice, very nice to him. Didn't ask him any strange questions. To me, what I said to Casey afterwards is I was like, dude, if he would have joined our call while we were just goofing because there's like a guy that sounds exactly like him, his vocal doppelganger is rattling on about cryptocurrency as a gag, and then he joins the call. Would you not address that to him for 30 seconds to a minute? Wouldn't you be like, hey, how do you feel about this guy that sounds exactly like you? Is that weird or what? You know? Anyway. What else is up? He drove around. He had a disengagement. They were waiting at a light to go straight. And the left turn green light turned on and the car started to go. And he disengaged it and explained it. And in my mind, I'm like, that's not that big of a deal. That's why you're supposed to be paying attention. I've had that happen to me in real life. I just see green and I'm ready to go. One of the best features of Tesla when we rented one, it chimed through the sound system every time the traffic light in front of you changed. The traffic light would go from red to green and it would go bling and tell you immediately. And I thought that was very confirming. And probably if everyone's car did that, it would save the collective human conscience Millions of hours of time over a decade, something like that. Some unquantifiable because people are sitting there on their phones, etc. So I thought that was kind of an ironic disengagement for the Tesla to have, but Elon caught it. He did drive to air quotes Zuckerberg's house. They searched the internet 
where does Mark Zuckerberg live, and then put in that address, claiming, oh, it's not doxing if it's public information. And then they had the car pull up. It parked actually really well. And then Elon was like, oh, we're not going to, this isn't really his house. There's no security here. It would be, there'd be security if he was really here. And then they put in the address for Tesla headquarters, former HP headquarters, again, king of the nerds lineage, taking up the previous master's castle. Um, or as he put it, the founding of Silicon Valley, which I don't know. I, I, that's kind of true, isn't it? Maybe, maybe not. It's part of it. Um, anything else from this? It drove really well. It really did drive well. Like, I would use it every time I drove the car. Knowing that it might disengage. But also, using that as a reason to not pay attention as much. I would absolutely relax my attention on the road, uh, although you're not supposed to, given the version of the software that Musk was driving. And it was also on the previous hardware. He was in a Model S, not a Cybertruck, which would have been cool, and he was driving version 12, like he said, but only on the last hardware. So it's presumably only going to get better also on other hardware. Although that's kind of iffy, which one they trained it on. And then I guess the other big thing, which is hard because a lot of people don't really, they haven't played with neural nets. I weirdly have played with neural nets. Although no one would say it's professional experience, right? Um, they aren't writing any air quotes code for this self-driving tech, specifically to train it on what how to behave. And what I mean by that is they're using all this raw data, the footage, visuals from the cameras of cars driving to train a neural net. And then that model they put back out to the cars and see how well it behaves. And he would say things like, we've not written any code telling it how to parallel park. It's just watched people parallel park so many times. It's learned how to do it like a human. Same thing with uh, the left turn green light, right? It just hasn't seen enough footage to really learn, oh no, that's not, which seems kind of suspicious, I'm going to be honest, with, with that case, because I think left turn lights are pretty common. It should be pretty good at them, um, but then that should be a small adjustment. Anyway, it, it, I've used it to like train an AI model on Casey so that I could have an AI stable image come back with you know like an image of Casey I wanted the AI to genuinely understand what that meant so I fed it in you know a couple dozen photos of her from different angles in different situations and then I could write a prompt based on the resulting model and say oh you know Casey's touring a cave with Al-Qaeda and it would know now how to generate Casey into that image and although I didn't train the specific checkpoint if you will on Al-Qaeda it generally knew what Al-Qaeda was right and I guess with their model for this driving it has many little fingers that go out on different interactions and so for instance 
they noticed that their cars weren't fully stopping at stop signs and someone complained to the highway safety agency. And then they got in some trouble and they were told like, your cars aren't stopping at stop signs. And Elon was talking about this. I remember I kind of heard about this through the grapevine at the time. No one stops at stop signs. So when they actually went and looked at their fleet data of how real-world Teslas are driven by people, 0.5% of people actually stopped fully at stop signs. They might come close to stopping. It might feel like a human, like relative to your car, you feel like you've stopped. But no one actually really truly stopped. Anyway. They had to make it fully stop. So they went in and trained the data selectively omitting everything but that 0.5% of times where people stopped at stop signs. And now it does. It stops at stop signs. There are some problems with that. You know, that's what they're going to have to do with left turn on green lights. But it has been working really well. And the limiting factor is just how many computers they have processing the next model. So they're, you know, NVIDIA's stock skyrocketed the other week, last week or whatever, on news that they've been finally delivering these AI chips to people and they've made way more money than anyone expected them to. One of their biggest customers is Tesla, even though Tesla is also making their own AI computer dojo, specifically to train neural nets like this. The closest best thing right now you can get is the uh, NVIDIA chips. And they said, oh, you know, we've just bought, I think it was, they're, they're going to build $2 billion worth this year of those chips. And they've, they just got like 250 million of them recently or something like that. And so that's when you're going to start to see finally on the other side of this weird COVID crunch and all these like supply chain shortages and everything, they're going to start to really train faster and with more data and I think it's already good enough personally but I guess you know when nothing will ever be good enough it will have to continue to get better especially to uh, drive all around the world but it seems like America because remember they're driving in Silicon Valley it's not an easy feat Um, it's doing really well they're doing really well it can drive great anyway that which is to say, what will the Tesla stock do this coming week, right? It went down two weeks ago. It's been very up this week in in you know relation to how it was down. But it it can climb a lot higher. It's genuine I, I think that overall the Tesla stock is is going to four X, five X in the coming years. The next couple years, like in the midterm. Um but after this Friday evening drive by Elon, where he went to Musk or uh, he went to Zuckerberg's house and had a disengagement on camera, I'm sure he made other stupid jokes that just I didn't care about or didn't didn't make an impact on me enough to remember. But to, yeah, I don't know. Tesla stock could go way down. Other people are saying, "Oh yeah, this has been like that was the best ad you could have ever had because." you could see how well it drove. And it's like, I guess, maybe we're numb to it because we are, I'm already impressed by it. 
but he did have a disengagement that some people will really care about that one little disengagement where he had to be paying attention for a moment. Anyway, we'll see. I think it could go down. I think the stock could go down, but overall it's going to go up. So food for thought. Thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.